This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning of the long weekend. Many people likely heading out on the water, if not this weekend, into the next days, weeks, months as the weather warms up. So we're going to check in with the president of the Boating BC Association and talk a little bit about safe boating. And Don Pretty joins us on the line now. Don, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. What's the biggest uh, biggest uh, thing you would send out to, to people uh, if you're heading out on the water about uh, when it comes to safety? Well, you know, um, BC is just a great place to to go boating. As as you know, it's uh, one of the most beautiful places in the world. But you know, we want people to get out there and be responsible and be safe on the water. Um, one of the first. Uh, uh, Levels of defense, I guess, in safety is wearing your PFD. Um, every boater, everybody on the water has to have a life jacket with them uh, in the boat for each person. But um, in many cases, people don't wear them, and we strongly urge people to wear their PFDs. You know, they've become so much more comfortable today with the inflatable type of uh, uh, flotation device. Um, there's just no downside to wearing them all the time. In an emergency, you don't have time to go looking. So wear your PFT. That's the first line of defense. It seems it seems uh, seems uh, common sense enough. Uh, you mentioned the inflatable kind too, and they are quite comfortable. The ones that you just wear that you wear over your shoulders, or, or even some I think that you wear around um, your waist. Are those safe enough though? Do even in, in a, the event of an emergency, if you find yourself in the water, do people have enough time to pull the cord or to make sure they're working? You know, there are two different kinds of the inflatables. One is self-inflating, so that's if you if you fall overboard or end up in the water, it will inflate on its own. You don't have to pull the cord. Um, but in other situations, you would prefer to have one that you need to pull the cord on. Um, for instance, on the uh, stand-up paddleboard, you may end up in the water quite regularly. You wouldn't want your uh, PFT inflating all the time. So you want to be able to pull the cord on that one. Um, but yeah, they are. They're very, they're very good today. Um, they've been well-engineered and well-designed. All right. Uh, you mentioned stand-up paddling. Um, there are many places around uh, BC that are perfect for paddling, whether it's a kayak, a stand-up board, uh, something like that. Uh, are people generally, obviously, well, you should wear your, your PFD in those scenarios. Do people follow those rules, though, or, or think like, oh, I'm close to shore, uh, maybe I don't need to have that on? Well, you know, we, we look at uh, stand-up paddle boards and, and kayaks as entry-level boating, and um, I think most people, certainly on kayaks, wear their PFDs on a regular basis. Uh, stand-up paddle boards not seen as often people wearing their PFDs. But with the, um, the new one around the waist, there's no reason not to. It doesn't restrict anything. It doesn't cause you to get warm or anything like that. It's just a very... Uh, uh, you know, simple thing to put on. So we strongly encourage that. Uh, if you do wear your PFD on a paddleboard, you don't have to carry any other safety equipment, which is uh, a new rule that's just coming out now. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And, and in the past, you, were you expected on a paddleboard to have other equipment as well? Well, that's what the rules called for. <laughs> Often it didn't happen. But yes, it, you were required to carry a, a tow line or a th- heaving line and uh, a pump for some reason, but that was the rule. That seems odd that you would need to have a pump on a paddleboard. 
<laughs> well, good that they've changed that rule. Uh, what about uh, for for smaller boats? If people are renting smaller boats and or or going out on on the smaller pleasure type boats, what do people need to have and pay attention to? Well, it, it, all the different different sizes of boats have different requirements for safety equipment. Um, they're all available on our website at www.boatingbc.ca. You can see the size of boats and the different uh, equipment required. But um, uh, generally speaking, um, you need you know a sound making device, a whistle or a horn. You need uh, PFD for everybody, of course. You need something to bail water out of the boat, and uh, and uh, typically some flares to uh, uh, attract attention if you do get into some kind of trouble, and also a fire extinguisher and an anchor, depending again on the size of boat. All right. Uh, I was uh, out with the the Marine Squad uh, last weekend, I think, after there was a a near miss involving a sea bus. So we were talking about uh, being safe on the water. And uh, one of the officers mentioned that once you get the safe boating or once you've taken the course that everybody needs to to take if you're owning, uh, operating one of those small boats, people tend to to forget about it and and don't brush up on it. How important is it, do you think, that, that people brush up on the rules and make sure they know the rules when they're heading out on the water? Well, you know, everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, operating a pleasure craft uh, needs a, a pleasure craft operating certificate, um, <clears throat> and that's a that's kind of an entry level uh, uh, training course. From there, I would strongly urge people to get further training, depending on the type of boat they're using. You know, if they're sailors, that get more knowledge on sailing. Um, the power squadron provides a great uh, opportunity, but there are other training providers also. And uh, it's really good to continue to learn uh, as you carry on boating. Um, knowing about the weather is also something that is very uh, a very good idea for boaters because weather changes quickly around here and uh, you want to know what's coming your way. And do you need that card if you are renting one of the smaller boats? Um, no, for a rental, there's a uh, there's a safety checklist that the rental agency will go through, and uh, you're permitted to go out on the water um, ha- after having done that. Uh, and uh, generally speaking, it's quite a thorough uh, checklist to get through to make sure you get out on the water safely and come back safely. All right. Um, the, it is a Safe Boating Week, or Safe Boating Week uh, is just uh, coming to an end. I think the National Safe Boating Week uh, gets underway uh, as well. Uh, do we know the numbers, or, or do we have any idea on, on how many incidents there are uh, on the water or things that could be avoided? I don't have that number right here, Jill, but um, the, the, the numbers are not huge compared to the number of people that get on the water. But in many cases, again, common sense uh, being used, those numbers would be reduced greatly. And again, wearing your PFD would help in many of those situations. All right. Very good advice. Don, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about this this morning. I appreciate it. Okay, Jill. Thanks very much. And for all your listeners, I hope they do get out on the water. BC is spectacular (laughs) and uh, just a great place to get out on your boat wherever you are. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.